This is Amazing Things. I'm Adam Belmar. Mutated and defective DNA are the cause of so many genetic diseases, from cancer to muscular dystrophy. But a new gene editing technique called CRISPR-Cas9 is allowing scientists to remove segments of damaged DNA with great precision. The hope for gene editing and curing genetic disease after this. The Amazing Things Podcast is presented by United for Medical Research because America's investment in medical research through the National Institutes of Health is making amazing things possible. Learn more at unitedformedicalresearch.com. For research scientists like Dr. Amy Wagers of the Harvard Stem Cell Institute, the promise represented by the gene editing system known as CRISPR-Cas9 is unprecedented. It is truly transformative. It is providing really an opportunity that we as scientists who are focusing on therapies have wanted for a long time, which is the opportunity to really correct some of these mutations that are disease-causing and to do it in a very specific way. Dr. Wagers and her research team are focused on turning the tide in the fight against Duchenne muscular dystrophy a genetic disorder that causes muscle to degenerate. It affects one in about every 3,500 male births, rendering most patients wheelchair-dependent by age 12 and dead by age 25. Muscular dystrophy is a inherited disease that results in a very severe and very progressive wasting of skeletal muscle and actually affects the heart muscle as well. Muscular dystrophy results from mutations that are in a gene called DMD and that gene encodes for a protein called dystrophin. The dystrophin protein acts in muscle fibers as a sort of structural linker protein that connects the inside of the muscle cell to its outside environment and sort of stabilizes the cell so that when it contracts, as muscles do, that cell is maintained in a state so it doesn't rip itself apart. So in the absence of this protein in muscle fibers, the muscle cells are subject to continual destruction and they have to be replaced then by a regenerative stem cell population that's normally present in the muscle. It's called a satellite cell. But over time, that satellite cell population becomes depleted, it becomes exhausted, it does not function as well, also because it lacks this same dystrophin protein, and that actually affects the replacement of new muscle fibers, so you have this wasting of the muscle. The DMD gene happens to be a very, very large gene. It encodes about 1% of the X chromosome, and so there's lots of opportunity for mutations to occur in that gene. And so it's one of the most common X-linked disorders in humans. Current of treatment possibilities are, are really pretty limited. Generally, there are strategies to manage the inflammation and, um, and pain and assist in um, locomotion, but ultimately there's no disease-specific therapy. It is that very disease-specific therapy that the CRISPR-Cas9 gene editing system appears to be making possible. An uh, overriding interest of the research in our lab is in stem cell biology. Stem cells are, by definition, cells that have not fully differentiated themselves into a particular cell with a key function like a contractile muscle fiber or um, an oxygen-carrying red blood cell. These cells reside in a variety of different tissues in our bodies, and they are what makes it possible for us to recover after injury and repair and replace cells that are lost. Gene editing approach is very new, and so the translational path is not paved yet. But to my mind, it's a really encouraging opportunity right now that there are actually, for DMD, multiple really exciting and, and, and potentially viable and actually potentially synergistic approaches for a specific therapy.
It's really important to say that our approach, this, this approach of excising a piece of DNA and allowing by that excision expression of uh, a variant form of this protein that's therapeutic, that approach really builds on the shoulders of many investigations in the muscular dystrophy community that have shown that dystrophin protein is actually kind of a, a special protein in that it can function at least partially with pieces of, the, of its middle missing. When you repair muscle after damage, that repair process involves the stem cell population that actually expands quite a bit through cell division and then incorporates into the muscle. And so if you devised a strategy for recovery of dystrophin protein by changing the genome only in muscle fibers, and then that muscle became damaged and was replaced then with the progeny of muscle satellite cells that were not corrected, that were not edited at disease-causing gene, then you would dilute out your therapeutic effect, essentially. And conversely, if you can correct the gene in the stem cells, then that provides you a way of repeatedly replenishing muscle that's lost with an with a edited version of the gene, and so you can maintain and potentially even expand your therapeutic impact. And that's why we think it's very important to be able to edit not only in the terminally differentiated post-mitotic muscle fibers, but also in proliferative stem cells in muscle. The science of gene editing is still in its infancy, but the amazing discoveries being made justified the technology's promise and the long-term investment and funding made by the National Institutes of Health. NIH is really the primary supporter and funder of biomedical research, and almost every innovation and new therapy that we have available ultimately tracks back to fundamental science and applied science that was supported by the NIH. It is incredibly important to have the ability to pursue long-term goals and long-term research questions in order to put together really the kinds of knowledge that are required to break new ground in this way um, requires consistent, uh, reliable, um, and really significant support from the NIH in, in particular. So I was an NIH New Innovator awardee early on in my career, and that had uh, a really catalytic effect on our research in allowing us to ask some very big and bold questions that ultimately have seeded a lot of important research directions in the lab. There are many more years of work ahead in the lab for Dr. Wagers and her team as they close in on the treatment for DMD. But it's more than the science that keeps them going. Anyone who has met someone with DMD or met someone who has a family member with DMD will feel extremely motivated to to do something about this disease. It's a disease that affects individuals and it affects families. In my lab, I have two researchers who um, have uh, family members that are affected by muscular dystrophy, and we feel very strongly about the need to develop new therapies in this way. I've interacted with with patients through advocacy groups as well and through fundraising events and the patient community is is really incredible and they are uh, an incredible group of advocates in terms of pushing forward the science because they know firsthand the the devastating impact that the disease has and I think that all you have to do is, is, is meet someone to understand that this is something that is worth dedicating your energy and effort to fighting. The Amazing Things Podcast is presented by United for Medical Research because America's investment in medical research through the National Institutes of Health is making amazing things possible. Learn more at unitedformedicalresearch.com.